All right, guys, here we go. Cutting Room Floor, episode two. Uh, we're taking a look this week at Luke chapter 18, verse 18 down to verse 43. That was the passage we looked at yesterday. Big idea of what we're trying to do in Cutting Room Floor is I'm just sharing with you some things that I think would be helpful for you to think a little harder about. Uh, things that didn't make it into the sermon. There may be questions you're asking or stuff that I think is really helpful to think more carefully about. And I had to cut it because of maybe clarity's sake or timeliness sake. So here we go. Episode two. Again, we looked at Luke 18, 18 to 43 yesterday. I got three things for you. Here's the first. Uh, I mentioned yesterday that sometimes people think that Jesus and Paul had two different understandings of justification. Uh, and I mentioned that the first kind, the Roman Catholic Church teaches that Jesus taught, yes, you need faith in him and his work, but you also need some kind of works. Most notably, they would argue, the Roman Catholic Church would teach, you have to do those sacraments, right? You have to take the Lord's Supper. That's the way you're literally eating and drinking grace. Or you have to confess to the priest. You have to do the last rites, whatever. Faith, yes, plus works. And I said from verse 27 yesterday... That when Jesus was answering the question regarding salvation, his answer was tight and succinct and showed that Paul and Jesus agree that justification is only by the mercy of Christ working through faith. Uh, and I took that again, verse 27, wherein it says, but he said, this is Jesus in response to the question of salvation. Jesus says, but he said, what is impossible with man? All right. Man, there is no mixture of faith and works. It's impossible. There's nothing in us that would make it possible for us to go back to the beginning, be good. It has to be entirely the mercy of God since we are not good and only God is good. So it's impossible with man, Jesus says. It's impossible. There's nothing we can do. And then he goes on to say, what is impossible with man is possible with God. We can't do anything. God does everything. And so we throw ourselves upon the mercy of God. And so... Uh, just to give you a little bit of evidence that the Roman Catholic Church teaches faith plus works and not what I'm arguing, what we believe is justice or as uh, a justification only by the mercy of Christ working through faith. The Roman Catholic Church teaches you need some kind of works in order to be justified. And I'm taking that from their own teaching. Council of Trent. So the Council of Trent happened in 1545, ended in 1563. This council was put together by the Pope and the bishops. They come together to try to bring some clarity to all the flames of the Reformation and what they're teaching. And here's what they say about justification. All right, here's what they say about guys and gals like us that say justification is only by the mercy of Christ working through faith. Uh, here's what they say. I could read you a few things in their canon law, the Council of Trent. I'm going to read you one thing. Canon 12 of the Council of Trent says the following. Quote, Roman Catholic law. To this day, they've not refuted this. If anyone shall say that justifying faith is nothing else than confidence in the divine mercy, pardoning sins for Christ's sake, or that it is that confidence alone by which we are justified, let him be accursed. Let him be accursed. Now, I'm not trying to answer for every Roman Catholic individually. I'm only referencing the teaching of the church, the position of the church and what it believes. And they would say that we are to be accursed, that we are cursed by God for believing 
that justification happens only by the mercy of Christ. And again, I take that from the Council of Trent, Canon Law 12. Uh, you could look at Canon Law 9, Canon Law 20, uh, Canon Law 14, as well as 23 and 24. But I read you one. That's the first thing. Uh, it's important to see the differences. There's a lot that we share with the Catholic Church, but there's most importantly on justification, there's a big difference. Uh, and so there you heard from the Catholic Church's teaching itself. Second thing I want to share with you that didn't make it in is this notion of reward that happens to those that, that leave house and home for the sake of the kingdom. Apparently, Jesus says in verse 29 that who will not receive many times more in this time. What is that? What is it we receive many times more in this time for making hard decisions for the sake of the kingdom? Leaving home, leaving family. What is it we get? He goes on to say, in, in the, and in the age to come eternal life. Well, what is eternal life? There I think we get our answer as to what we get in this life. If you go to John 17, 3, this is a great verse to memorize. Jesus teaches in the high priestly prayer, John 17, 3, he says, This is eternal life, that they know you and the Son of whom you have sent. That they know you, God the Father, and the Son of whom you sent. So eternal life is knowing God, seeing God. The very thing that we see out of the blind beggar, right? What does he want? He wants the mercy of Christ. Jesus asks him, what is it you want? What mercy do you want? And he says, I want to recover my sight. And what I argued theologically there is not just so he can see and make a living. I'm sure that was a benefit. But the thing that he wanted was to see the son of David. That's eternal life. And so the thing that Jesus is promising that those that make hard decisions, leaving house home for the sake of the kingdom, what Jesus means to teach is that those that make those hard decisions, not only will you get to see and enjoy more the fellowship of Christ uh, and God the Father, God the Spirit in the age to come, in eternal life, but Jesus is saying as you make those hard decisions, uh, leaving home, you're going to have more, many times more of the fellowship of God, the eternal life, that notion of seeing and savoring Christ. You're going to be able to have that in this many times more in this time if you make those decisions. And so if you go read the mis uh, missionary uh, biographies and autobiographies, you'll see this time and again. They're going through terrible suffering and they've left all kinds of uh, uh, beautiful places from their homes to come and serve the gospel. And you see time again in their journals, they are seeing this promise from Jesus. They are experiencing in ways that we don't uh, this sense of the fellowship, deeper fellowship with God in the midst of leaving home and family. That's the second thing that didn't make it in. The third thing that didn't make it in that I think is helpful to think about is verse 34. I briefly mentioned it. Maybe you have more questions. What's going on in verse 34 when Jesus says, I'm going to go to Jerusalem. Everything that is written about the Son of Man by the prophets will be accomplished. Note that Jesus believes the Bible. Note, secondly, he knows that he's going to be handed over and he's going to accomplish salvation. He knows all of this in advance of time. He knows the scripture teaches that. He submits to that scripture. But why is it the disciples uh, respond in the way that they do? Why is it, verse 34, things are hidden from them? What's going on there? What is that? Well, uh, one of the big fat commentaries that I've been using is Daryl Box, Luke. And here's what he says about that passage. He says here uh, that um, putting the pieces together was an ability that God had not yet granted 
to the disciples. The focus is on comprehending how God's plan works, not on understanding the words themselves. And he goes on to talk about them a little bit more. He says, once the disciples do understand, they will preach this plan and reveal the text tied to it as the book of Acts shows. Uh, And so, in other words, what seems to be happening, what Bach is saying, what I believe is right to say, is there's this sense in which they're unable to connect the crucifixion of Christ, the resurrection of Christ to the kingdom. Uh, And that seems to be, God seems to be hiding that from them. To use the language of Mark chapter 8, they see as trees walking. In other words, they don't quite, they see enough to know the truth, but they don't get the connection between what Jesus is saying and how the kingdom is going to break in. They don't quite understand that Jesus needs to be crucified. Although he said that, they don't get its connection to how the kingdom of God will then break in with power. That seems to be kept hidden from them. And the reason why it's kept hidden from them is because I believe what Jesus is doing is he's guarding the gospel. Uh, And by guarding the gospel, if these disciples don't understand that the heart of the message of the gospel is not Jesus heals. He's not just a good teacher. He's not just a good miracle worker. They, those disciples need to understand it's not Jesus heals, it's Jesus paid. He paid it all. He paid uh, paid paid for the punishment of the sins of all those that believe him. Jesus took the anger of God for our sin. They, until that happens, that's satisfied. And then the son then resurrects and ascends and sends the spirit, which then takes up uh, residence within them. Then at that point, they'll be equipped with the power of the spirit to proclaim the true gospel, which again is Jesus paid, not Jesus heals. And until that goes down, uh, the Lord seems to be hiding that from the disciples so that once it happens, they will then know the message. They will be empowered with the message to go then preach the message. And so there's the three things that didn't make it in. Hopefully that's helpful to you. Again, what we see, justification is by the mercy of Christ alone working through faith. We can do nothing. Uh, and the Roman Catholic Church is not teaching that. They're teaching something different. And secondly, uh, we see again that deeper fellowship with Christ is given to those that are willing to leave house and home. And thirdly, we see that, that the Lord is protecting the gospel uh, from these disciples at this point uh, so as to secure salvation, empower the disciples to then preach the true gospel of Jesus paid. I hope that's helpful to you. Next week is going to be great. Joey's going to dive into uh, Luke 19, wherein we get some more uh, teaching about some heavenly reward, I think. Uh, And then we're going to go right into the passion narrative, guys. Should be fun. Hope this has been helpful to you. Uh, We're also going to have a uh, podcast version of this. We're going to extract the audio that was requested so that you can listen to it on a podcast. You can find that at Restoration Church Life Podcast. Or you can stay right here, subscribe. You can do that, I think, in the upper left-hand corner, which is right up here. Just click on that and go hit subscribe, and this email will come to you every week. Hope this is helpful for your treasuring Christ uh, and our treasuring Christ together. Love you guys.